This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Six. You're listening to this morning on 6:30. Chet, you're grooving to that. You love I, that song. I, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. Really? Yeah. Uh, of his music. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, some changes possibly coming to uh, Edmonton's animal licensing and control bylaw. It's it's 20 years old. This particular bylaw. So, is it working? Does it need change? Uh, they're going to try and find out from you. Yeah. Uh, people. Should they say Edmonton. beat it to the bylaw. Wow. It's the thriller was, of an interview, let me tell you. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about um, uh, what should be licensed. Maybe maybe other animals should have a license as well. Snakes? I don't know. Could could happen. And also, we do want to talk to them about um, the recent, I guess there's two incidents of, of violent dog attacks in the city and, yeah. and what should happen. I don't I, I don't know if that's uh, up his alley, but we're going to find out. We're certainly, we certainly will. John Wilson is Animal Care and Park Rangers Director. Good morning, John. Good morning. Uh, so, give us an idea first off. Are there actual plans to change the bylaw, or do you just want to find out what the people of Edmonton think about it, and then whether some changes should be made? Well, I think the answer is yes. We are starting out, of course, with uh, engaging with Edmontonians to find out what kind of changes they think need to happen to the animal licensing and control bylaw. And ultimately, once we understand what our citizens are looking for, we will draft a a modern, comprehensive bylaw that reflects changes in companion animal practices, and then we'll bring that back to City Council for consideration. But do you think there are changes? Are there areas that you see there are gaps or problems that you would like to see some changes? to the bylaw. Yeah, absolutely I do. Um, I think what's happened is over the past 20 years, things have really changed with respect to how people want to uh, explore the city and how they choose to take their companion animals along with them when they do that. And so we need a bylaw that's contemporary and flex some of those changes. Also, we've seen some real interest in urban agriculture, in local food security. And so practices such as beekeeping, urban hens are all gaining popularity. So we want to make sure that our bylaw addresses these issues in a comprehensive and appropriate way. So lots to unpack there, John. Uh, let's start with the first one. You're talking about where people want to bring their pets. What, what does that mean? What does that look like? What possible changes could be in store when you're talking about a more contemporary bylaw? Yeah, I think that's reflected in a number of trends that we've seen. Uh, we've seen the Alberta government make changes to uh, Alberta health regulations. So people are now allowed to bring their pets onto patios and restaurants and bars. Um, and we've also seen that a lot of stores and retail outlets around the city now allow uh, pets into their stores. And we're also seeing things like a, a massive increase in interest in accessible off-leash dog parks. And so people want to take their pets with them when they go about their day-to-day business and they're really integrating the role of their companion animals into their day-to-day lives and so we need a bylaw that uh, allows for that and reflects that. Uh, and then the question will come up is, is should we have that? Uh, and we've had conversations here before this morning on, on why does somebody have to bring their dog or their, their, their pet everywhere or what would seem to be everywhere, whereas back in the day, it, you know, it was a dog park, maybe a pet store. That would be about it. So there, there's a question of should we as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question to ask. And as with many of our bylaws, it's about establishing a balance between the uh, the rights of those that want to take their animals with them when they go out and those that maybe uh, don't want to be around those animals. So establishing that balance of interests is always the tricky path that you have to navigate with municipal bylaws. And bylaws wouldn't cover private businesses, would they? No, for the most part, no. Uh, That's really up to the business owners. Um, As long as there aren't any other regulations that impact their ability to allow animals into their store, depending on what kind of services and business they have, then there is an element of choice. I'm sorry? In terms of food, is that where the sticky point might come in? Yeah, exactly. You know, food preparation, food handling, these are the kinds of things where uh, we have to protect that practice quite clearly. Uh, you talked a little bit about sort of bringing a little bit of the country into the into the city with with hens or perhaps bees. I thought we already had a bylaw that covered off uh, chickens, urban chickens. Yeah, we do. There have been some changes to the bylaw in recent years to reflect some of those new practices that people would like to engage in. And they do allow for beekeeping and urban hens. And over the last few years, we've run several pilots. What we would like to do now is, using the data that we've gathered from those pilots, actually have a really robust approach to these practices that reflect what people want to do. But once again, coming back to your earlier point, also balance the interests of our whole community. I did do the survey yesterday. Um, are you looking to just seeing to see if people know what these bylaws entail and what animals should be restricted? Because I know that I know that snakes came up in the survey a couple of times, uh, and then of course the hens, pigeons, and, and bees as well. Yeah, we really do want to have a good insight into how people feel about the types of companion animals are becoming more and more common. And we're seeing lots of different species uh, be kept as companion animals these days. So we do really do want to understand how people feel about that. And so when they fill out the survey, we're interested in their thoughts on things such as what kinds of species should be regulated differently, maybe licensed, but also what other things are they seeing in their community that they want to be reflected in the bylaw. I was interested in whipping through that survey. It also seemed to be uh, almost like an informational survey Mm. so that people would then recognize how much they do or don't know about uh, the current bylaw situation. For example, uh, what animals actually do need licenses in the city of Edmonton right now? And what is the answer to that question? Yeah, well, right now uh, you need to license dogs, you need to license cats, you need to license hens, bees, and pigeons. But beyond those specific species, um, the bylaw is either silent on the need for licensing, or in some cases, such as uh, venomous reptiles, it actually prohibits the keeping of those animals. So we also want to understand what levels of awareness people actually have about the current bylaws, because that really gives us insight into where should we be focusing on our education activities. So where we can see that there are gaps in people's knowledge or awareness about even our current rules, it helps us understand how to educate more effectively. Over the last couple of days, two violent dog attacks, one on a stranger, one, it it turns out it happened inside this this home. So perhaps it was the owner. I'm not, not, the details of that uh, haven't come out yet. Does this bylaw, would it cover the seizure possibly of violent dogs and what happens if there is an attack? Yeah, we do have sections in the bylaw that address um, animal attacks. That's correct. 
and uh, we'd like to update some of those sections. Uh, for example, one of the things that we've heard from many of the people that we've engaged with already is that they feel the fines for those sections should be higher mm -hmm. than they currently are in the bylaw. So that's one of the areas that we'll explore. And then the uh, municipality does have certain authorities under the Municipal Government Act um, for actually seizing animals under certain conditions. Uh, and then additionally, we also enforce the Dangerous Dogs Act. What that allows us to do is to make application to the courts for conditions up to and including the destruction of animals where there is a dog attack and we want the court to give us additional protections for the community in restricting the animal. Uh, are you satisfied with the process that's in place now or would you like to see that changed as well? Well, I think I uh, personally, um, you know, I'm interested first of all in what Edmontonians think, and then I think uh, we need to take something back to City Council to get their thoughts, but we will be looking at the fine amounts for these kinds of attacks and bringing back options to City Council, which will include the option to increase those fines. Because one of the dogs uh, reportedly this was not their first attack. So what happens after an attack? Does is it is the dog immediately seized or it does it doesn't sound that like it's that way. What happens after an attack like this happens? Yeah, it depends on the circumstances um, and if the um, the owner is cooperative with our uh, peace officers and if they are cooperative then oftentimes they will surrender the dog willingly um, and then we put a bite hold on the dog which means what we do is we keep the dog for observation and evaluation for 21 days and that gives us an opportunity to explore our legal options with respect to that. Oftentimes um, when owners have a dog that's attacked someone um, they we ask them to consider whether or not they actually have the ability the knowledge to actually manage the animal, to train it appropriately so that it's not a public safety threat. Um, and um, sometimes, you know, people will surrender the animals and then where it's appropriate, we'll either do behavioral assessments and see if the animal can be retrained. And in some cases, unfortunately, some animals do need to be destroyed. All right. Uh, John, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate giving some clarity. Uh, how long is this survey? It's open until Monday? Yep, Monday, December 18th, and we'd love to hear from as many Edmontonians as possible. All right, just City of Edmonton website, how do we find it? Yeah, people can go to engaged.edmonton.ca slash animal bylaw, and that's where they can fill out the survey. And if anybody wants to share their comments or to learn more about the bylaw renewal project, we'd ask them to go to edmonton.ca slash animal bylaw. All right. John Wilson, good chatting with you. Thanks very much for your time. I appreciate the opportunity to come on the show. You bet. John Wilson, Animal Care and Park Rangers Director with the City of Edmonton, joining us today. Yeah, and also there's a pet food drive that's happening this weekend. We'll tell you a little bit more about that coming up in two minutes. And also we will tell you more about Jingle Every Day and what big prize you could win today. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. This morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 6:30 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24/7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca.
Yeah, some people weighing in on the text line talking about uh, violent dogs that they've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. This texture says, uh, I live in the 90th Street, 117th area, Avenue area, and when I walk my dog, I'm often concerned about dogs in some of the yards. There are some blocks we avoid altogether. I feel badly for the dogs as life probably won't end up well for them. Yeah, and... Uh, Probably not. Uh, some people think that the dogs are weapons and uh, should be treated as weapons, especially uh, medium or, or larger size dogs. I don't know. They can, they can be. I don't know. That, uh, if, if they're trained as a weapon, then I suppose, because that's what uh, protection dogs or attack dogs, mm-hmm. I could, they can be trained in that. I think that's a different We don't have enough time for nature or nurture and, and whether it's part of the breed, <laughs> because nurtures. I have some pretty strong feelings about that. So we uh, have here, lots of things to do today. Okay, so let's talk about the pet food drive that uh, Animal yeah. Control is helping to uh, to do. So, uh, you know, it's going to help out the Indian Food Bank. There are a lot of families that maybe ended up in this situation, still have pets. They need help feeding their pets as well. So uh, they're hosting a pet food drive for Edmontonians to support the food bank. Uh, they'll be a couple of locations uh, this coming weekend at G&E Pharmacy. That's just off 82nd Avenue, just uh, just east of uh, 75th Street. G&E Pharmacy. It's a really cool place. If it you've is never really been in there. cool. There's a little bit of everything <laughs> in there. And then uh, on Sunday, Kibbles and Biscuits, uh, 118th Avenue and 155th Street is uh, having the, uh, the donation uh, food drive uh, for pets. So yeah, and if you can't make either, I know it's a really busy time of year, if you can't mm-hmm. make either spot this weekend, you can always drop off pet food anytime at Bone and Biscuit location around the city like I bought a big thing from Costco of cat food and he, my cat doesn't like it so oh, if go. you have some extra I'm sure th- they'll take it and pass along to a cat who I, might like it I think that drive for bone and biscuit that's going to wrap up tomorrow so if you are able to do that uh, either today or tomorrow that would be uh, your best bet to help out uh, the food bank with uh, some pet food okay jingle every day all this week we've mm. been giving away prizes worth $500 not prizes gifts these are Christmas gifts that are under the 630 Ched tree and then we open them up for you. All you've had to do is tell us what your favorite Christmas gift has been. Texting in stories on our text line 780-496-0063. Boulevard Diamonds providing $500. uh, You can get the ideal gift for for anybody. Uh, Just uh, That's great to have $500 to go and, and pick out some bling. Yeah, $500 they, worth of diamonds that come with sunglasses? Bling. I know, you need sunglasses to go into the store. It is very bright in there. Some really cool stuff. They've got Hilberg & Burke. They've got uh, custom, uh, they've got lab-created diamonds, mined diamonds, mm. Canadian diamonds. They've got necklaces, brooches. Do people wear brooches anymore? Sure. I have lots of brooches. Do I we just, broach the subject? Well, you're trendy again. They're trendy, trendy again. again. Uh, and where do you put them? On I your brooch? No. Uh, brooches go on uh, like the the top of the chest, oh, there, the right side? by the shoulder, Scarves, yeah. in the front. Sweaters or whatever, yeah. right? I don't know. Find out by going to BoulevardDiamonds.com. Uh, maybe they'll they, guide maybe you through <laughs> where to put a through. brooch. Or go, go pop in and hand it over. So there you go. We, you have to be home or at least available on the phone. On the phone number that you've texted in on, you have to be available for us to call you at 745 because we want you to tell Chedville your story. So heads up.